Hello, friends, and welcome to Mendu Disney, episode number five, Fast Forward. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. Hey, everybody. And Tom. How's everybody doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So, put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Hey guys, what's up? Who, who do you got to win tonight? Uh, you're talking about the basketball game, not the hockey game, so I'm going to go with the Warriors. I'm hoping for a sweep here. I uh, have a bad feeling LeBron's going to find a way to get it done, but I too want the Warriors to win. So, I think it's funny that this podcast is actually going to come out after the game, so we'll see how right you guys are. And then we'll make fun of you next week. One second, Pete. Prediction? I, I think Golden State's going to sweep them. So. Oh, knock on some wood, folks. <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, guys, we've got a pretty interesting topic to talk about tonight. Um, we're going we're gonna to talk about fast passes. We're going to go through a little history of the fast pass and then we're going to talk about strategies for using fast passes how to make the most of your fast passes and and why we like the new system maybe a little bit more than the old old system but first as always we're going to go to tom with the news tom what do we got tonight yeah got a uh, decent sized news week honestly uh big news on the refurbishment front so i'm going to hit that first i'm going to hit three of the larger refurbishment items and then i'm going to go into our normal news uh, in Hollywood Studios, Star Wars, a, gal- a galaxy far, far away, uh, is closed for a short refurbishment uh, to be from now until June 15th. If you're not familiar with this show, it's it's shown um, right in front of the Chinese Theater in Hollywood Studios throughout the day, uh, almost every hour uh, throughout the day, and ends early evening. Uh, the main change they're, they're doing, they're adding mobile stages which will help at the end of the day because these stages will be able to be moved out of the way and it'll provide more room uh, for the fireworks show and the projection shows that evening. Second item, and this one's interesting, Hall of Presidents, as we all know, is under refurbishment. Um, every time a new president's elected, it closes for a refurbishment to add the president and his audio in. Uh, it was initially scheduled to reopen June 29th, but it actually may be later into the fall now. Uh, two reasons. One, Disney's having a little bit of trouble getting audio from our president, uh, Donald Trump. And two, if that does indeed happen where they can't get audio, they will revert back to the pre-1993 version where only George Washington and Abraham Lincoln talk. Uh, so that's um, that's very interesting. And in related news to this, I'll say that uh, Bob Iger, who of course is the uh, CEO of, of the Disney company, has resigned from the president's advisory council. So don't know if that has anything to do with this or not. The uh, last item for refurbishment, I actually think the Disney Imagineers have been listening to the podcast. Mission Space is going through a a refurbishment, a pretty lengthy one, all the way through July 30th. Um, It was announced prior that they'd be having a summer shutdown, but this, it's a pretty long refurbishment, especially during the peak months of, uh, you know, some of Disney's vacationers. Um, all ride bays are closed, which is which is uh, unique to this refurbishment. And there's rumor that there's big changes coming. What are those changes? We don't know. We've seen rumors where there could be new storylines added, uh, new effects added. So it's certainly something to keep an eye on. The additional attention that's being paid right now to Animal Kingdom probably made this an easy time for refurbishment. Yeah, it, it did. But I think there's no question that they took our advice on this and, and they'll be adding adding additional storylines, maybe even theming it with Guardians of the Galaxy. Who knows? There's rumor out there now with all the attention that, uh, you know, Avatar is drawing, or Pandora rather, that Expedition Everest will have to go down for a refurbishment at some point to fix the Yeti. So yeah, they got to fix the Yeti at one point. And it's a nice time right now. I mean, it's not nice for, you know, people that are going to Disney parks, but I mean, if you're going to go to Animal Kingdom, you're going to do the world of Avatar. You're going to be in lines anyway. <laughs> so. And to speak on that a little bit, just kind of some news out of out of uh, Pandora. You know, the lines continue to be long. The the wait times for rides continue to be three, four hours for Flight of Passage and one one to two hours for the Navi River Journey. Uh, there's there's been waits to get in, but 
Disney is kind of trying to alleviate that. Pandora has been opening an hour or two hours earlier than Animal Kingdom to try to get as many people in as possible. So they recognize the popularity, and it's it's a good thing, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, staying with news, a um, couple quick news items for the week. Starting in Disney Springs, uh, preferred parking now is available at Disney Springs. It's $10. Uh, you can park either in the Grapefruit lot, which is near the west side of Disney Springs, or the Lemon lot. They still have their free parking garages, but if you aren't one that wants to walk or you have a, pr- a purpose to be on the west side of Disney Springs, it certainly could be worth a $10 vehicle. Uh, moving into Animal Kingdom, uh, mobile order feature is now expanding. We've hit on it in the past. It's currently at Satuli Canteen in Pandora, the World of Avatar. They're now adding uh, Pizza Fari, which is a quick service restaurant. And remember, this allows guests to order and pay for meals in advance. I know we're fans of it in the real world. Uh, so certainly can see it being successful at Disney. I think this is a great idea, and I think I've talked before about comparing this to Chick-fil-A's online ordering app. Mm-hmm. It feels good to walk into a restaurant and, and pick up your order. You know, you kind of feel like you're the king and all, everybody else is a peasant, and you're walking <laughs> right past them to pick up your food. So, uh, Staying in Animal Kingdom, we've hit on it in the past. Um we believe Pandora's and Disney's idea of releasing the Banshee toys uh, or, or action figures, I don't really know how to describe them, uh, was, was in uh, reference to Universal having Harry Potter's wands. Well, they are completely sold out. Uh, and I, I know they don't have any in stock right now. I'm sure they will be back soon. But if you're visiting in the next week or, or the next few days, just be aware that they are sold out. Uh, moving right along, going to go to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood and Vines, a, a staple restaurant at Hollywood Studios, and mini summertime dine is back. Uh, it's a unique time to see a, a different style of buffet and Minnie and her friends in, in different costumes uh, for the evening. And the last bit of news is in Epcot. Actually, take that back. Two pieces of news left. One in Epcot, the taste track has reopened. Uh, and essentially, that's a dessert focused menu. Uh, They've got a lot of different options. I highly recommend it if you have a sweet tooth. Uh, And the last bit of news, Disney uh, Memory Maker has, has, uh, last bit of news, Disney Memory Maker has come out with new pricing for advanced purchase. It has actually gone up $20. Uh, Initially it was $149.99. Now it's $169.99. Same day purchase is is remaining at $199.99. But I personally have not utilized this in the past. On my upcoming trip in December, it's something we're looking at doing uh, just to have all of our pictures in one place where we can pull from them and, you know, have, have good memories of our trip. It, it makes life so much so much easier. You don't have to bring a camera. And, look, there's photographers everywhere. So if, if, you're, if it's something you're going to take advantage of, and you can get some really cool pictures out of there. Mm-hmm. One additional thing that you did not hit on that I, that I saw – Disney is apparently cracking down. There's there's kind of a scheme that's been going on to obtain extra fast passes. And it, it involves using different tickets than what you get into the park with. So you, you would get in with one ticket and have another ticket to get fast passes on. Disney's cracking down on this. They are requiring fast passes to be made for tickets that you get into the park with. Hopefully this is going to increase fast pass availability for guests. I know that the popular attractions, you talk about Seven Dwarf Mine Train at Magic Kingdom, you talk about Rock and Roller Coaster, a test track, or any of those rides, the fast passes are pretty much gone. If you don't get them first thing in the morning, they're pretty much gone. So hopefully this will kind of help increase availability a little bit. And that really kind of rolls into what our main topic is going to be for tonight, and that is Fast Passes. For those of you that don't know, uh, Fast Passes are Disney's way of kind of shortening their lines. Uh, Fast Passes were initially introduced in the late 90s as as a paper ticket system. And I can tell you, based on personal experience, it was hilarious going into a park at Rope Drop and seeing people sprint for the fast pass machines. You could only get one at a time, but seeing seeing people sprint to the fast pass stations was hilarious. Yeah, Pete, right on your point. Um, 
of running in for rope drop. It was a strategy of which part of the park do you want to go to. And I, I can use my personal experience as an example. Uh, I would either run to get a fast pass for Space Mountain and then ride Buzz Lightyear, or I would run to Frontierland and get a fast pass for Splash and ride Big Thunder. Uh, so it was a, an art and strategy to it. And so what I used to do is I would take a couple of friends and, you know, you go that way, take my card, I'll hold our spot in line, which, you know, at that point, you know, wasn't really that big of a deal because there wasn't that many people in the park. As an older person now, I'd be really upset if a couple of kids cut me in line because one person was just holding their, their spot in line. And when we were younger, that was a lot of fun. But now I can, I can definitely see the appeal of what, what we've arrived at now. So brief overview of the fast passes now you can you can make three fast pass reservations per day in advance if you are staying on disney property you can make those reservations 60 days in advance if not 30 days in advance the fast passes are for hour-long blocks your return your return times are for hour-long blocks so for instance your first fast pass may be from 9 to 10 your second may be from 10 to 11 and, and those blocks cannot overlap the really cool thing now is that fast passes are tied to your magic band if you're staying at a Disney resort. If not, they're tied to your park ticket. So you don't have to carry around, you don't have to get paper fast passes anymore. And this is free. Unlike at Universal, there's there's no additional cost to fast passes. The last thing I'll say about, you know, in this overview is that at Magic Kingdom, everything is fair game. You can get three fast passes for whatever attractions you want. At Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, there is a tier system in place, which limits your FastPass choices. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So, how do you plan your FastPasses? Really, there's two things There's two things you need to look at. The first thing is, what attractions are your must-do attractions when you go to the parks? Do you really want to ride Peter Pan? Do you really want to ride Dumbo? You know, what attractions do you really want to ride? The second factor is how popular are those attractions? If you are the biggest Little Mermaid fan in the world and you really want to ride the journey of Little Mermaid, that's great. But don't waste a fast pass selection on Little Mermaid. It's very important to know how popular rides are and it's very important to know what the average wait times are so that you can avoid wasting fast passes on attractions that you don't need to. Peter, is there a way to kind of gauge you know, what, what lines are like before your trip starts, even like 30 days without being at Disney World? There is. And, and this is a huge thing that Disney has introduced. And, and that's the My Disney Experience app. And this is available for, for your smartphone. I think you can also do it on your computer, right? You can also make FastPass reservations on your computer. But yes, you can look at any time. You can pull up the app. There's a, there's a wait times button that you click, and it will show you the wait times for every ride at Disney World at any time. And, and that's how we follow a lot of these wait times. That's how we know kind of how popular attractions are, is we're looking at this thing, and it gets kind of sad, I mean, that we're not there at the park, and we're still tracking wait times, B- but we do. Well, yeah, I mean, you uh, see Splash Mountain, 45-minute wait. Uh, but you can be there in 45 minutes, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. With the wait times, there's a couple factors at play here. There, the newer rides are always going to be the most popular. You know, you look at Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. You look at Frozen. You look at Pandora, the two rides that just opened at Animal Kingdom. They're going to have the longest wait times. However, there are some rides that regardless of when you go, you could go in the middle of summer or you could go in the dead of winter and there is always going to be a wait, a long wait. An example of that is Peter Pan. For some reason, Peter Pan normally has a 90 plus minute wait. Tom, when we went in October, what was the wait? I mean, the shortest wait we saw was 45 minutes, right? The, yeah, so we, we had, a, we fit on it before. We had a couple guys who'd never been. They wanted to ride everything. And we waited because we hadn't seen the new queue and they wanted to ride the ride. And the funny thing was how underwhelming it was for, for everyone. And we were, we're more thrilled thrill ride junkies at this point, but Pete's right. I mean, you, you, uh, 
either get the fast pass for those rides that have those longer weights and try and get a gauge of what ride weights look like before your trip. And know this, with Peter Pan's flight, that isn't the longest ride in the world, so you're you're going to put 45 to 90 minutes of your day aside to ride this. And it's great for little kids. Um, I mean, my generation, they grew up in Peter Pan. And I, I think that's that's why that, that weight is consistently long because everyone can identify with Peter Pan. And I, I like the ride, but I'd want to do a fast pass, kind of staying on topic. But, but you look right down the road, I guess, at Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh's a similar attraction. You know, it's classic Disney, and I don't feel like the waits for Winnie the Pooh are ever as long as Peter Pan. You can walk on it. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I, I think that Peter Pan draws a larger audience, obviously, than Winnie the Pooh does. So that's why. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, so don't do a fast pass on Winnie the Pooh if you even could. I don't know if you can, but, you know, use it on you can. Peter Pan. You can. I'd agree. But but again, look at look at what attractions are most important for you to ride. And then what are the popularity of those attractions? Like I said, the, the, the newer attractions are going to be popular. The thrill rides are going to be very popular. Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, Space Mountain. These are rides that have been around for a long time, but they always have consistently long wait times. Plan early. I can't stress this enough. If you want to get the best Fast Pass times and you want to get the opportunity to utilize more than three Fast Passes in a day, it's really important to book your initial Fast Passes as early as you can. This is one of the criticisms that I've heard about the the new Fast Pass system and the new My Disney Experience system it's really hard to be spontaneous at disney world now it's really hard to decide on a wednesday hey i'm going to go to the park on thursday and this is what i want to ride because you can't do that you're competing with people that have been planning for this trip for at least 60 days in advance okay so let's take away from this spontaneous disney guest when you guys are planning a trip how many times a day are you checking the Disney app and figuring out what fast passes are now available. I know people drop off. What do what do y'all do? I mean, don't be ashamed with your answers here, Pete. I see you smiling. Well, well, look. On our last trip, I woke up at seven a.m. sixty days out to book our fast passes, and there were some time slots that I did not get because I wanted to start every day with the earliest three time slots that I could. And, and so I had to continuously kind of adjust things around and change things to get those earliest three time slots. Yeah, and, and, and adding on to what Pete's saying, the purpose of getting those early time slots is maybe you're someone who likes to get to the park at Rope Drop. And it's when you get there at Rope Drop and you have three of these attractions pre-planned, you're basically getting a fourth Fast Pass attraction because you're going to hightail it to or what you fifth. want. Or a fifth. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have the opportunity. Uh, I can use... Um, Hollywood Hollywood Studios, for an example, you go down Sunset Boulevard, you will 100% be able to get on Rock and Roller Coaster, and I would go there first, just FYI, and Tower of Terror without burning any fast pass. So, but 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 yeah, you're absolutely right. Look at if you can get to the park early, and th- look, that's difficult with if you're traveling with small children. It, it is to get them up that early, but hell, they're at Disney World; they should be excited, so they should be up that early. Pete, they got little legs, man. They can't stretch as far as you do. And you carry them or you put them in a stroller. That's that's the solution. Because because you you really can. And I know that it's a completely different trip than what we have experienced traveling with children. But if you can move quickly enough, you really can get an extra, depending on the park, you really can get an extra two rides, one to two rides in before the crowds get heavy. Especially if there's extra magic hours. So don't waste your fast passes on... Fantasmic or on fireworks. I think this is a really important point to bring up. You can see the fireworks from pretty much anywhere. It's not worth, the last time we went it was Wishes. It's happily ever after now, but it's it's not worth wasting a fast pass on something like that. There are, there are enough areas, there are enough viewing areas for the fireworks shows that you really don't need to do it. Well, and, and bringing, and touching on that point too, a big negative uh, while you would be guaranteeing yourself a viewing area or a seat for Fantasmic, uh, a big negative is that ties up the rest of your day because you cannot make an additional fast pass until you've moved through your first three. 
And so that's why we're saying make your three fast passes as early as you can, even if even if it's for a ride that you know maybe a tier two ride, and, and we haven't gotten into all that yet. But if, even if it's for a ride that doesn't have a historically long wait, you want to just move through as quickly as you can. And and maybe I didn't maybe I didn't hit on that really is that after you use your initial three fast passes, you can book one additional fast pass at a time. So say your first three fast passes were at 9, 10, and 11. After your 11 to 12 o'clock window is expired, or after you use that 11 to 12 o'clock fast pass, you can book another fast pass. And you can book it for the earliest time that's available. And you can book it for any attraction that has fast passes available. So that's how when, when, when I go to Disney World and when men did Disney, that's how we rode so many rides and we, we got on so many attractions. We were always looking for the next fast pass. Pretty much as soon as we got on an attraction, as soon as we scanned our magic bands, we were looking for the next attraction to use our fast pass on. And that's the strategy of it because people change their fast passes all day. Often, maybe you'll look and you can't find anything for Space Mountain. And then, you know, you look back 10 minutes and, oh my God, you know, something for Space Mountain jumped up. It's like picking up free agents. I mean, it's like fantasy football players, but anyway. Okay, so let's say that you guys have, you know, made your first three and you've done your first two rides. Now you're in line for the third. Do you hold an open slot for a fast pass, assuming that someone might drop something? Or are you just constantly trying to keep your three full? No. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my strategy. And it's kind of my I guess secret tip, if you will, is that as soon as as soon as your fast passes are up, as soon as all all of your fast passes are used, you need to be on that app finding finding your next fast pass and finding it doesn't necessarily have to be the earliest fast pass that you can find, but it needs to be a, a ride that you want to ride and it needs to be relatively early because remember, if it's eleven o'clock in the morning and you make a fast pass reservation for eight o'clock that night, you can't make another fast pass reservation in between there. The the other thing that I will say is that it's it's very important to continuously refresh the app. Like Tom said, people drop fast passes, add fast passes, get rid of fast passes all the time. Matt, when we went, we were able to pick up a Seven Dwarfs Mine Train fast pass at what three o'clock in the afternoon. Tom, Tom, Tom. When we went to Epcot, we were able to pick up a Frozen Fast Pass at noon, or, or something ridiculous like that. So, people are adding and, and taking away Fast Passes all the time. So, the more you're in that app and refreshing, and, and it'll kill your cell phone battery. You might need to buy one of those, uh, one of the chargers that Disney sells. It'll kill your cell phone battery, but but if you just keep hammering away at it, eventually you're gonna get. You're going to get the ride that you want. And look, guys, I wouldn't buy that cell phone battery recharge at Disney. That's just something I wouldn't do. I'd buy it in preparation. It's actually not that overpriced. Uh, I can tell you a, a benefit to buying it at Disney. You actually can exchange it all day at their kiosk. Once you buy it once, you own it. And so when that battery runs out, you can go exchange it and you get a fully charged backup battery or battery extender. And that's nice. I was not aware of that. That is a nice feature. And another touch, you do keep this. So while it is, you know, Disney's while you're in there, you you leave the park, you go home, and it is yours. You bought it do you for get a, Do you have a cord that comes with it so you can recharge it? It, it does. It comes with, a, comes with an Android charger and an iPhone charger. Wow. Um, really quick, about how much extra battery do you get off one of those? It, it's a full charge. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's close to a full charge. It's... it's um. We had one in our group our last trip, and I and then we had two people that had the Mophie phone case, which, or, or something like the Mophie phone case, which recharges your battery. So we didn't have any issues. What's what's the price on that, give or take, that you can remember? I want to say it's twenty five dollars. It's it's any it's between fifteen and twenty five. I'll lean more yeah. towards twenty five. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad deal, and it's it's not worth it if if you don't have it's very difficult to make fast pass reservations going to the fast pass kiosks it's really important that you have this cell phone app and that you're doing this on the go because you waste so much time if there's a line standing in line for the fast pass kiosks these things mess up a lot so you have to have a cast member help you with the fast pass kiosk a lot so 
it's it's not it's definitely worth it to have the app on your phone and to be doing it now cell phone service at disney is challenging in some areas pirates of the caribbean sticks out in my mind once you scan your fast pass you better make something really quick because once you get down into the caverns you're done you're not you're not getting cell phone service and you're not making another fast pass reservation until you get off and the same thing with Soren and Epcot. We touched on this a couple episodes ago, but we we did, we did. It's impossible to play the game because there's no cell phone service. You know what? That could be that could be our next episode. Where do you not have cell phone service in Walt Disney World? Well, and it's it's everywhere. But 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 continuing along with this, I like to call this Pete's Fast Pass strategy because I'd like to think that I invented it. But and we all lean on you. But I but I've been very successful. You keep hitting refresh until something you want comes up. And look, this isn't going to work if you have six people in your party, if you have eight people in your party. This works really well if you have two to four people. My wife and I were able to get on every single ride that we wanted to get on. Yeah, Heidi and I went as well, uh, and we were extremely successful. It was just a party of two. And there wasn't a fast pass we couldn't get. I mean, in one day in Magic Kingdom, it was in June, so it had, did have longer hours. I think we rode Space Mountain, you know, seven times, Splash Mountain five times, and it was, it was awesome. And people don't take advantage of this enough. I don't think. I don't think that people understand the power of the fast pass and and how many times that. If you really you if you really utilize it, that you can you can get on these rides. Okay, so we're talking about Pete's Fast Pass guide to Walt Disney World. What do you think your average wait time was on rides in general, and how many rides could you fit in in a day? Okay, look when when my wife and I went, the longest line that we waited in was It's a Small World, and it was about a fifteen minute wait. Tom, when we went. The longest ride we, we rode in was Sp- Splash Mountain, maybe, for 20 minutes? or. I mean, we didn't have a... I'm, I'm thinking back through rides, uh, and we did wait some standby just to you know pass time in between other fast passes. Peter Pan might have been about a 40-minute wait. If And we did that because we wanted to experience the new queue that they had put in. Mm-hmm. And one thing when you're going with friends as well... You talk about a 30 to 40 minute queue. That's nothing when you're hanging out with your friends. And, and, and with that, and seriously, guys, if you haven't done Peter Pan and seen the new queue, it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. It is. We, uh, I got pixie dust sprinkled on me by Tinkerbell, which was pretty exciting. I'm I heard a rumor that you actually like that. left the ground, Pete. Uh, a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of a big deal now. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, what I want to do now is I want to walk through, let's walk through all four parks and let's, let's kind of hit on what's worth it to get a fast pass for, what's not worth it to get a fast pass for, just based on our, our personal experience. So Magic Kingdom, if you had to pick three, three attractions that are must have fast passes, that the lines are long or you the lines are awful or, or, or whatever, what do you got? All right, so I'm a big fantasy football player, and we're going to do a draft here. I'm going to go first, just like last episode. I don't, I, I've already explained I don't know how these work. So. Okay, so, um, Pete, you're gonna, I'm going to go first, you're going to go second, and then Thomas will go third. We're just going to say our top three. And so if I say one that you, know, you were thinking, pick a different one. But I'm going to say Space Mountain, just because we've talked about that line um, the entire queue, it's, it's a long one. I hate that line. I hate that line. It, it just seems like when you're, and, and Tom, help me out with this because you know exactly where I'm talking about. When you start going kind of up the hill at Space Mountain, it, and it just seems like the line goes on forever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's an awful line to be in. Well, there's not, there's not a, ton to look at after you get through a quarter of it you've seen everything you're going to see in those little it's a lot it's a lot of holographics well and they have the games now well the games weren't even working when we were there yeah that's true that's true we didn't we also ran by uh we ran down the fast pass lane and called everyone peasants too so (laughs) we we certainly did multiple times i think 
and 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 we were there for we were there for not so scary Halloween also. So we were pretty much running through that line as fast as we could to get back on it. But all right, so Pete, so Space Mountain's taken. So what's your pick for if you're going to go early in the morning? Quick, you know what's your what's your big three? Space Mountain's gone. All right, Space Mountain is gone. Um, my number one that I'm going to get a fast pass for is, is probably going to be Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And, and the reason for this is not because I think it's the best ride at the park, but because if it's a ride that you want to get on, you, you have to have a fast pass for it, unless you're planning on waiting 90 to 100 minutes in line. I like, I like the ride. I think, it's, I think it's too short, but if you've got kids that are Snow White fans or, or Seven Dwarfs fans, this is really it. This is the only exposure that, that they're going to have to this. So I, so I think that, uh, that Seven Dwarfs is kind of my, my number one must-have fast pass for. Tom? Uh, well, you know, you guys have taken my favorite ride uh, in Space Mountain. Uh, and one that I do enjoy a good bit in Seven Dwarfs, so I'm going to have to go Splash Mountain. Again, sticking with a similar strategy, I'm looking at a ride that I know will have a heavy weight later that afternoon. So if I know I want to ride it and free up the, the most amount of time, the largest amount of time that I'll have for park experience, Splash Mountain is probably would, would be the next pick if, if I had to pick. An honorable mention on this, I'll, I'm going to say, is Peter Pan. If... You, if you want to get on Peter Pan, you need a fast pass for Peter Pan. Otherwise, you're going to be waiting 90 to 100 plus minutes. So from the Pete strategy, we have now ridden three rides with three fast passes while also sprinkling in other rides. And as we mentioned prior, you cannot book your fourth fast pass until you've ridden the three rides that you had fast passes for prior. So we're probably about lunchtime here, maybe a little bit before. What is your ride to beat the heat in Orlando as you wait for your next Fast Pass? Well, look, you've got several choices here. Um, you've got Carousel of Progress. You've got Hall of Presidents. Uh, you've got Buzz Lightyear, depending on the weight. You have Monsters, Inc. You've got Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. What if, what if you're in, fan, in Fantasyland? You have, well, hold on. Let me stay with my favorite. If we're in near Monsters, Inc., the people stitches stitches great no. escape no gosh no <laughs> tomorrowland transit authority people mover it is the most underrated ride in disney world god i love it it is and there's there's hardly ever there's hardly ever a wait for there's it. no wait there's never a wait and it's great because you're always moving so you stay out of the heat a little bit you can get a little bit of fresh air on you but you get to see an uh, you know back Kind of a backside look at a couple of rides. Well, before before we move away from Fantasyland, I know Tom just touched on Dumbo. Um, Mickey's Felhar Magic was actually a ride that it's it's a show, but it almost made my top five at Disney World when we had that episode a few episodes back. That is a true 4D experience. You have 3D goggles, for glasses, whatever you want to call them, and you also get smells, you get sense like of touch, and it's fantastic. There's gonna be all your favorite Disney characters there, and and no wait. And no weight for the most part. So. Uh, you can't go wrong with that one. Well, okay, so so moving on to Epcot. Epcot's got pretty limited choices when it comes to, to fast pass selections. Um you've got you've got two tiers at Epcot, so unlike Magic Kingdom, you do have some hard decisions to make. In the tier one selections are what, Frozen, Soren, Test Track, and Illuminations, is that right? I know for sure those four. Yep. Ellen's energy, Ellen's energy adventure, because I, I don't think that's a tier one. Well, if it's not, it should be. And um, on that note, just just like this is a quick um, fact check, you're not going to pick illuminations, right, guys? No, I think we've I think we've already established that. And and Pete, while we're at this point, since Magic Kingdom was not a tiered park, do a little bit of a background on how that works and how Disney limits on what you can choose. Yeah, absolutely. And Magic Kingdom is really unique in that it, it's not a tiered park. It's the only one that does not have tiers. And Disney does this, I think, just to piss me off mainly. Um, I, I, I don't I don't think... No, they, they do it to kind of limit the most popular rides, to limit how many fast passes you can get on the most popular rides. 
so they they don't want they don't want you to have frozen and sore and test track fast passes for that because they want the other attractions to be ridden as well it, it balances out the crowds and wait times you don't want to get a fast pass and have to wait 40 minutes with a fast pass correct looking at epcot there's not that many attractions at epcot right so your choices are pretty limited as far as what you're going to get a fast pass for so where do you, where do you guys go with your with your with your tier one fast pass well for me i'm probably going to get soren it's you know one of my top five rides at disney uh, after that i mean i'd probably go ahead and go straight to test track first you know do that but also like go hit my fast pass later and then i'd just hang out i'd hang out in the countries man that's 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 the fun part for me in epcot tom if i'm playing in epcot um man this is tough because we just got through this my my first ride my tier one is going to be it's test track the reason i'm saying that test track for whatever reason seems to have a huge influx of people who want to ride it it is really difficult to get a fast pass in the afternoon for test track so i'm going to tell you how i have a little bit different strategy on this so i'm getting a i'm getting a fast pass for frozen and this is why when the park opens, I'm going straight to Soren, and I'm riding Soren. Right after I leave Soren, I'm going over to Test Track, and I'm riding Single Rider Test Track. That's smart. After I get off a of Single Rider Test Track, then I'm getting on my then I'm getting on my Frozen Fast Pass. So okay, that Pete, way you hit all question. three attractions. Frozen's in the World Showcase. Correct. Does it open prior to the World Showcase opening? That is a great question. And that is a question that I do not have the answer to. I think it does. I think it does too. I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure of that. I think we had this conversation the last time we were there. Because when we were balancing out, well, that was actually unique. The last time we were there, uh, we 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 did a, a weird park ticket thing, but we couldn't plan in advance for this particular day of our trip. And so we were like, hey, it, it, we'll be able to wing it. Uh, we we're really there to visit the countries. That's one of our favorite parts of Epcot. And, of course, Frozen was all out by the time we walked in at Park Open and, and could book our Fast Passes. But utilizing my extra special Fast Pass strategy, we were able to get Frozen Fast Passes. So going back to it, Pete, I can see what you're doing. I think that's genius to get Frozen as long as it's open before the World Showcase opens because otherwise you, you handicap yourself or handcuff yourself. Rather. Well, it, it doesn't have to be your... It doesn't have to be your 8 a.m. fast pass. I mean, you know, you've got two other fast passes that you've got to use. And let's be honest, out of everything else at Epcot, what else is there? I mean, you're you're obviously going to get a Spaceship Earth fast pass because that's one of the only good choices left. But what else do you have? Nemo? You could do Figment, Nemo, Living with the Land. Um... Living with the Land is an option. That Living with the Land has a wait sometimes. I don't. I don't know that Ellen has a fast pass option. Uh, it does not. I don't know that they get enough people riding Ellen to warrant even having a Disney employee work at that attraction at this point. Let alone man a fast pass line for that attraction. One, Ellen does not have a fast pass attraction. It's not a fast pass <laughs> attraction. Two, my three. I'm looking at attractions. My three with the tier system. I'm doing Test Track, Spaceship Earth, and probably Mission Space. And my, my point behind that is I'm going to go straight to Soren, hit my test track, fast pass, maybe single rider, ride it once, and then I'm skip right frozen. by Mission Space. And skip Frozen. And I think that's the right answer. I'm going to take, take a gamble for Frozen later that afternoon. We did, and it, it panned out. Well, you know what? If you're in Epcot for the entire day, you probably hit your fast passes early, and you're going to be in the countries anyway. So go ahead and try and get Frozen in the afternoon. Yeah, but those those fast passes are are ridiculous and hard to get, and and that's why that's why mine are I'm I'm picking Frozen, I'm picking Spaceship Earth, and I'm picking Living with the Land. Yeah, and I think we should I think we should tie this up and move it to Hollywood Studios. I agree. So let's move right into Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios also has a tier system. So 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 tier one for Hollywood Studios is what Beauty and the Beast. Fantasmic, the Great Movie Ride, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Toy Story. So, so what is your what is your pick out of those attractions? So, obviously, I would take 
Rock and Roller Coaster Fast Pass, and I might even try and go to Rock and Roller Coaster first, do that, go right to Tower of Terror, and then go back to Rock and Roller Coaster and just get... I think you make a mistake picking Rock and Roller Coaster first. I think you take Toy Story first. And the reason why is that I think you, when you walk into the park, you immediately take a right down Sunset Boulevard. You've got Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster right there. I think you get on Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. If you have the opportunity, get back on Rock and Roller Coaster and then go do your Toy Story Fast Pass. There, uh, listeners, I'm going to give you the solution to this one. There is one way and one way only to do Hollywood Studios. You do Toy Story Mania first. You follow Pete's exact advice for Sunset Boulevard because don't even mess around looking at these other tier ones. You can get on Beauty and the Beast at any point in the day. Fat, Fantasmic, there's some different options there. Rock and Roller Coaster has a single rider line. And if do not, I repeat, do not ride the great movie ride with longer than 20-minute wait. Trust me. Keep checking it all day. You'll be able to walk onto that. Okay, so I have now been told that the way to do this is Toy Story Mania. Now, would you have any inclination to do this back-to-back or three times? Like, is this something you would want to do multiple times in a row early in the morning and just, like, knock it out for the rest of the day? Toy Story, no, because it's it's entirely possible to pick up a Toy Story Midway Mania Fast Pass later on in the afternoon, which we did right before Fantasmic, right? Every trip I've been on, I've been able to, yeah. yep. Yeah, so it's entirely possible to do that. Your your other Fast Passes, your, your Tier 2... Really nothing exciting there. Um, you've got Indiana Jones, which pretty much you can always get into. You've got Muppet Vision 3D, which there's never a wait for. Uh, you've got Star Tours. Star Tours does have a wait sometimes, so that's that's probably a good option. You have Tower of Terror, which is another good option. Tower of Terror does get a pretty long wait. And then you've got you've got Voyage of the Little Mermaid. I'll tell you again, on, on my last trip when I was, it was just uh, the girlfriend and myself, we we chose Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror, and Little Mermaid, The Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Be, the, and I see Pete making a face at me. The reason we could get those three the earliest, and we wanted to have that flexibility to make another fast pass. Trying to flip your fast passes earlier. Uh, that's my whole. That's how my whole belief on how you do it. I agree. If if you know if I'm booking it sixty days out though, I'm getting Toy Story, Tower of Terror, and Star Tours. And I'll tell you, with, with, with Star Tours, with their uh, little bit of refurbishment they've done, and they have the unique ride experience every time, different videos. I think there's like seven now. That, that gets that, a long right. wait. That wait can, can creep up there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and while, we're, while we're here in Hollywood Studios, I do want to add, we, we skipped over Fantasmic as a fast pass opportunity. And the reason behind that, again, it's a nighttime show that would pretty much tie you up throughout the day. But there's a couple different ways to get in Fantasmic. There's obviously the standby before it. And then there are the dining packages. If you're doing Disney dining, there are three restaurants that can give you reserved seating. Those are Hollywood and Vine, uh, the Brown Derby, and Mama Melrose's. Mama Melrose's, yeah. <laughs> My personal favorite. And you can, uh, they have lunch packages and, and dinner packages. And, and if you're doing the Disney dining plan, uh, it's one, one table credit for Hollywood and Vine and Mama Melrose's, and it's two for Brown Derby. And if you are paying cash, please know that if you are doing the Fantasmic package, that there is a special menu that you have to order off of. And we learned that the hard way. <laughs> we learned that the hard way. <laughs> we went in thinking, okay, we're just going to eat appetizer. We're going to keep it cheap. and We'll get breadsticks and salad, and that was not the case. But, we had, but you know what? The food, food was good. We had, some, we had some good beers, and the food was good, and so it, it worked out. So Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom was a park until recently which did not have tiers also. And they have recently started with the tier system. And I would venture to say that if you're going to plan your trip around Fast Passes and around the day when you can get a Fast Pass, Animal Kingdom now becomes your biggest priority. I agree. Again, like I said, Animal Kingdom now has tiers. Very simple tiers at Animal Kingdom. You've got the two Avatar rides on one tier and everything else on the other tier. Now, are you prioritizing both of these Avatar rides equally when you make your Fast Pass decision? I, I, it, if what I think you're asking, Matt, not can I Fast Pass both of them, is, it, is there one that has the edge that I need to Fast Pass over the other one? Okay, so if that's, a que- if that's what you're asking, the answer is yes. You need to favor Flight of Passage. 
I've got some friends who were just at Disney World. Uh, give them a shout out, Steph and Al. Thank you for listening. They uh, they were there for about a week and never got on flight of passage and could not get a fast pass for it. Now keep in mind they didn't plan sixty days out. A lot of a lot of variables to go into that, but that's how popular this ride is. It is. I agree. And and flight of passage is going to be your. I don't think that's even an option. If you're planning a trip and you're 60 days out, you need to get a Flight of Passage Fast Pass if you want to ride Flight of Passage and not wait four hours for it. Uh, and I, Again, I'll give you an example from my personal trip. I uh, just, just got inside the window for, for ADRs, Advanced Dining Reservations. Woohoo to that. Uh, and I'm already leaving days open to get this Flight of Passage Fast Pass. I, I've never considered doing Animal Kingdom two separate days. But for this trip, I have two days that are, could be fully dedicated to Animal Kingdom depending on the Fast Pass availability. So, tier one is Avatar, Flight of Passage, or the Navi River Journey. I, I think we've established Flight of Passage is the way to go. Your tier two at Animal Kingdom is literally everything else. And, you know, I, I, I think for me, my number one pick out of this tier is going to be Kilimanjaro Safaris. I love to go on Kilimanjaro Safaris first thing in the morning when it's still relatively cool outside. The animals are still pretty active. I mean... We had a buddy get chased by an ostrich last time we went, uh, and that was fantastic. I think there's a video of it, right? There, there is. <laughs> there is a video. <laughs> and it's a pretty funny video. And the, and the the girl who the cast member who was driving the jeep really didn't know what to do <laughs> because the ostrich kept attacking us. <laughs> we were on the back row, which made it even better. So, so 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 I like to prioritize Kilimanjaro safaris. And then depending on what your preference is, I, I think you need to go with either Dinosaur or Expedition Everest as your third choice. Expedition Everest is a great ride to go on first thing in the morning. There's never a line for it. You can typically ride it two or three times first thing in the morning before before the crowds get there. And like Thomas touched on earlier with Rock and Roller Coaster, there's also a single rider's line for Everest, which can really expedite. True, although I think it's underground refurbishment right now right yeah we talked about that We're, our episodes are timeless people are going to listen to this five years down the road so we need to give good <laughs> advice that's true but th- but yes there is a single rider line for expedition everest and, and typically it's less than a 15 minute wait for that so and then dinosaur is what it is i, I think that's another good choice uh it's I and mean, there there are pictures of me as a child on dinosaur that really show how scared i got on that ride Matt, there are, there are pictures of you from like last year that show how scared you got on that ride. What are you talking about? Well, there you go. <laughs> There's three choices for Tier 2 in my mind. It's Kilimanjaro, uh, Dinosaur, and Expedition Everest. I don't even consider Cali River Rapids a real ride most times. <laughs> it is a Tier 2 option. If you enjoy water rides, it's a fun raft ride. You will get wet. Yeah, so you're going to get wet on obviously. When's the last time y'all did Cali River Rapids? Last, last trip. Last trip, and I wore a poncho, and I didn't get wet. Before you know, last had, trip, when you had some friends that went to ride everything, was the last time you rode it? Um, my wife and I, my wife and I went on it, and I wore a poncho then too, and didn't get wet. You know what's? It's fun if you if you're daring enough to not wear a poncho. I didn't. I was pretty wet, but it, it made it made for fun. It, it made the ride funnier because you had one guy being me that said, "Bring it on," and uh, no poncho needed. And at that point, if you're the guy that gets wet, there's only one way to go, and it's just embrace it. <laughs> you, you are wet. There's nothing you can do to change it. I agree with you, but th- I think that's why I like Splash Mountain so much is that, yeah, you get wet, but it's not you're not completely soaked so through your you, clothes. You like the concept of a water ride, just not actually getting wet. <laughs> exactly. Just not actually getting wet on it. <laughs> well, um, let's, let's bring it back here. Um, Earlier, Thomas talked about, you know, he's planning his Disney trip and, you know, he's, he's in the, the dinner reservation stage and he's leaving days open for Animal Kingdom. Tom, what do you expect right now when FastPass opens for you? What, how are you going to try and plan this? Is it going to mess up your trip if all of a sudden you had Tuesday and Thursday planned for maybe Animal Kingdom, but all of a sudden Monday opens up for the new ride? It's, uh, it's going to be interesting because I value food at Disney World and the, and the people I'm going with enjoy the meals and the, the dining experience Disney World offers. But I'm not, I'm going to be selfish. I'm not missing Flight of Passage. So if that means... What I if have you're to, too big for it? I'm concerned about my height 
because I know taller people have struggled uh, to get situated. But I'm going to fit. I'm going to fit. Disney's not going to tell me I don't fit. <laughs> Chop your legs off to fit if you have to? I, whatever I have to do to get in this ride will be done. Uh, so, yeah, I, this is the first time I've ever built a trip around Animal Kingdom. It, it's usually I'm building a trip around my dining reservations and where I can eat. Uh, but this trip... When when Heidi and you went last time, you didn't even go to Animal Kingdom, did you? We skipped it. And, and this is her favorite park. So I uh, I caught some, caught some slack from her for skipping it. But... Yeah, I mean, yeah, this will be uh, this will for sure be a, a major priority to get these rides in. Yeah, and it, it's such a huge it's such a huge deal for Disney that I don't I don't think it's something you can miss. What else? Anything else on fast passes, guys? Or are we we fast passed out at this point? If it, if if anyone is still not uh, fully grasping what it is, please reach out to us. Send us an email. Uh, tweet at us. Uh, I will book your fast passes for you. I we, love doing. We seriously it. really enjoy helping helping people get their fast passes, doing our own fast passes. I have no problem spending some time through email, Twitter, whatever it may be, helping you plan your trip and plan your fast passes. And if you want to throw us a bone and pay for us to come on your Disney trip with you, like we're down with that too. And just to reiterate, our email is mendowdw at gmail.com. And you can find us at mendowdw podcast on Twitter. So real quick, just going over one more time, kind of what we touched on tonight. Three fast passes prior to going, 30 to 60 days in advance. Plan as early as you can. Know what attractions you really want to go on. Know what attractions are popular. Make sure that those match up. If an attraction you want to go in is not popular, don't get a fast pass for it. Don't waste, don't waste a fast pass on it. And once you get on a ride and you use your last fast pass, be looking for your next fast pass. You'll be surprised what you can pick up and and keep hitting refresh. That's my biggest tip that I can offer is keep hitting refresh. I've gotten some crazy fast passes that otherwise were not available by by doing that. So I think that's really all for the main topic this week. Tom, what do you got for the Disney secret of the week? Yeah, our uh, Disney secrets are pretty interesting today. Uh, I like to point out little hidden Disney gems all throughout the parks, and this one is is what's going to hit there. Uh, This is going to be in Hollywood Studios, so here goes nothing. Disney's Hollywood Studios is home to the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular Show that can be seen each day by park visitors. Out front of the show, you will find a rope with a sign near telling you, do not pull on rope. Ignore the sign, pull the rope, and let us know what happens. Uh, that's all for our secret this week. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. I never pulled that rope. Matt, do you know what happens? I've never pulled that rope. We didn't make it on to Indiana Jones on our last trip, I don't think, did we? We pulled the rope, but we didn't well, make it on. We pulled the rope, but I don't think we made it on the, on well, the attraction. Our, our listeners need to pull the rope so they find out what happens. Yeah, make sure you pull the rope. It's... And, and if you survive, tell us about it. Make sure you do. One last thing for me. I'm going I'm to be uh, more regularly giving shout-outs maybe once a month to, to some of our followers who are subscribing, emailing, tweeting, listening. Uh, so just a special shout-out to Crosley's Crazies. We will not use reskin anymore. <laughs> special shout-out to Dennis. Uh, I'm glad you think Mickey Mouse would be proud. And Steve, also, thank you for giving us uh, some feedback on, on the Disney secret and the engaging like conversations we try to have each week. Well, so that's all for this week. Uh, please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcasts. Like we mentioned before, if you have any suggestions, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing that you have, your time. We'll see you next week.